Are you ready to scale new heights? Are you passionate about moving up into unprecedented realms? Then get ready to enter into a season of fulfillment of God's purpose for your life. Join Pastor Shegun Obade on this course as he equips and empowers you to become a complete man. Your life is about to experience a major shift. to his own and his own received him not. And that was very pathetic. To them that believe on his name. Even to them that believe on his name. And because they received him not his own now. Strangers. And because they received him what happened? They were given the right, the privilege, the power to become the sons of God. Sons of God. Sons of God. Now, the sons of God, they are explained. If we read on, it says, Which were born, which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So these sons of God were born of God, of God's will. Sons of God, born of God, born of His will, because they received Him. Response to God will guarantee the flow of that life that the Word of God offers. We must learn to respond correctly to the Word of God. Now, what is the, the most correct response? And that's why the just shall live by faith. Yes, we know in Matthew 4, 4 that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God shall man live by. And then it goes on to say, the just shall live by faith. That's an added revelation. Now what then is faith? Faith is acting on the word. Faith is receiving the word. That's faith. Faith is acting on the word. Faith is receiving the word. Faith is saying yes to the word. Faith is doing what the word says. Loading up the word in your spirit, in your heart. And acting accordingly. That's faith. And the Bible says that pleases God. The most correct response to God's word is what? Is faith. You remember when that angel came and gave good news to Mary the Virgin? And said, you shall conceive. And then bring forth a child and his name shall be called Jesus. She said, well, I have not known a man before. How can these things be? It says the Holy Spirit shall come upon thee and the power of the Most High God shall what? Overshadow you and then you shall conceive. And then she said, Behold and handmaid, bead unto me according to thy word. Correct response. And then the Bible went on to say, Blessed is she that believeth, for there shall be a performance of those things that were told her of the Lord. Blessed is she that believeth. Blessed. Oh, the blessedness of faith. Jesus said the same thing to Thomas when the other disciples came and said, We saw Jesus and said, I can't believe that. Until I can see him with my two eyes and touch the nail print or hole in his hands and then thrust my hand into his side where the spear actually went through. And then I will believe. Now, he was not around the first time Jesus came. I don't know where he went to. When all the disciples were gathered, Unbelief took him far away. But when Jesus came again, he was there. And then Jesus said to Thomas, let's, let's read it. John chapter number 20, 
Verse 26, and after eight days again his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace unto you, peace be unto you. Now any voice that does not minister peace is not of God. When the Lord will speak, how does he speak? He speaks unto his people. If you have heard the voice of God, and you, you could not sleep, you, you were worrying and all that, and then you said you heard from God, or a prophet told you something, and then you are, you are off balance. That's not, that's not the word of God. The word of God ministers shalom, peace. When he came in, what did he say unto them? Peace be unto you. Shalom. Now notice verse 27. Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. And reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but what? Believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Now he can believe that, because you see, he has felt something. He has touched something, naturally speaking, sensually speaking. Verse 29, And Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. What kind of faith is yours? This is not the best way to respond to God's word. Did I say it myself to you? Are you taking me for a liar? Haven't I said to you, Fear not, I will help you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. He said, well, until you see it done, you can't believe that. Thomas, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. He said, well, I will believe when I see them. Thomas, you see that? Give and it shall be given unto you. I don't believe that is it. I have to hoard and keep and I shall have. A new commandment I give unto you, that you what? Love one another even as I have loved you. If men don't love me, I won't love them. I can't love anybody who does not love me. They must love me. I must see their love first. Then that will now guarantee my love towards them. Thomas, you see that God will always rebuke unbelief. He cannot tolerate it. Now say this, I am of faith. I am of God. I walk in faith. It's my responsibility to walk in faith and to walk by faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Right? We walk. That's, that's the way we walk. We don't know any other way to walk other than this. Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Is there any special thing in that? Now, do you believe that it is Pastor Shekwin that is standing before you? If you don't believe, then something is wrong. There's, that's not special faith. It is not peculiar. Because you have seen me. Thou hast believed. He said, Blessed are they that have not seen. Who said this, please? Jesus, the master himself, the truth himself. The life, the way. is the one speaking here. The truth. Blessed are they that have not seen. And yet have believed. Oh, the blessedness of those who walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus said that. We walk by faith, not by sight. Faith is the most correct. There's, there's, there's no response that can be more correct to the word of God than the response of faith. Blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things that were told her of the Lord. Faith. 
And what, what, what is faith? I hear. I don't have to feel anything. I know this is God speaking. And then I do it. I obey it. I act on what he said. I act on what I hear. That's faith. I do it. If he says this book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth, I don't have to feel it before I, I, I respond to that. I put the word in my mouth. I say it constantly. That's faith. I obey God. And that's how to live. For the just shall live by what? Acting on what God has said. For the just shall live by obeying God. For the just shall live by practicing what God has said. For the just shall live by acting on the word. By acting on the word. For, for the just. How many of us have been justified by faith? How do we live? We live obeying God. That's how we live. I said that's how we live. Any other life is not this, it's not this kind of life. This kind of life is the highest form of life. It's called Zoe. This life of God cannot be lived outside God. God himself is that quickening spirit who quickens us. And so as his word is spoken unto us, we obey that word and the life in that word comes into our lives. And then we are quickened. We are made alive. We live by obeying him. The just shall live by faith. Not by their opinions. Hey, someone comes to ask you, what do you feel about this? What, what, what's your opinion about this? Well, I don't have any opinion other than what God has said. That's my opinion. They say, no, 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 let's be realistic. Well, I don't understand that realm you are taking me to. It's not my realm. Fishes always cry. Don't take us out of water. We live in these habitats. Your natural habitat is faith. Faith is your natural habitat. If you get out of faith, you die. I don't mean you stop living. You stop having the life of God flowing through you. You might still be breathing around. This is not the kind of life Jesus came to give us. They had it before he came. He's not breathing in and breathing out kind of life. It is the nature of God's zoe. Life that is lived by God, sustained by God, expressed by God. For in him we live, we move, and we have our being. This is the kind of life we are talking about. Not a life that God says, yea, and you say, nay. No, you don't live that way. You disconnect instantly. He says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask whatsoever you will and it shall be done unto you. You see, if you abide in me, then you shall bear much fruit. And then your fruit will remain. They will abide. Staying in the vine. Acting on the word. Staying in the vine. Doing what he says to do. That's faith. If God's word has come to you and you are still nursing another opinion, that's not faith. You must let the word of God prevail over your opinions by renewing your mind to what God has said until you come to a point that you observe to do it. And that was the secret of success God gave Joshua after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord. He says, this book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate upon it day and night, that thou mayest observe to do all that is written therein. He says, then... Thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. That's how we live. Has anyone discovered another way of living apart from this? We don't know how to live apart from faith. Do you? I don't know how. You say, well, you are trusting God too much. I can't trust him too much. Kiss the son, lest he be hungry. And you perish from the way when his anger is kindled but a little. For blessed are all those that put their trust in him. They that trust in the Lord shall be like Mount Zion that cannot be moved. You see, trusting Him, leaning on His word, doing what He says to do, 
stabilizes us, anchors us on Him. This is the anchor of our souls. Sure and steadfast. That's how we live. He said, well, how are you living? I'm living on the Word. The just shall live by faith. It does not matter how you look. People might not like your face, but live by faith. They will like the results you produce. They say, well, don't mind him. He's too proud. He's too proud. But you can't deny the evidence of faith. You can't deny the quality of life that exudes from this man. You can't deny the quintessence of excellence. You can't deny the fineness of his life. You can't deny the power of God at work. The God factor is working for him. For him, 2 plus 2 is not equal to 4. It's greater than 4. And what makes a difference is the G factor. Faith. Getting God to be involved. Faith brings grace, right? Grace is divine involvement in the life of a man. When God is involved. Read Psalm 23, you will see. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down. He leads me. He restores. He, he, he. Always. He, he's just doing everything there. The Lord is my shepherd. To feed, to protect, and to what? And to guide. I shall not want. And that's the kind of life that is called the life of faith. When a man wants to stand against you, he's resisting God. Because your life is not just the natural life any longer, it's the life of God. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. But Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in this body, I live by what? The faith of the Son of God. How does a man live by the faith of the Son of God? By living by the word of the Son of God. For faith cometh by hearing. That's how it, by living, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. God says, God says, since you no more have dominion over me, I don't say, hey, let's be realistic. There are times, some people say, that's, that's the ideal. That's the ideal. See, the word of God is the ideal. Now let's look at the practical. For me, the ideal is the practical. I'm a man of absoluteness. It's either it's light or it's what? It's darkness. It's either it's the truth or what? Falsehood. The just shall live how? By faith. The just shall live by faith. Hebrews chapter number 12. I'll start the reading from verse 5. I believe you have not forgotten the exhortation we speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receives. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. Right? For what son is he whom the father does not chasten? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. There is no connection. But we are not bastards. See, see, I am not a bastard. So God chastises us. With sicknesses and diseases? No. With poverty and lack? No. See, God is humbling me. He has taken all the money that I have to teach me common sense. 
No, God doesn't do that. If he takes all the money that you have, what is he going to use it for? Is God poor? No. The earth is the Lord's and what? The fullness thereof, the world and they that were therein. God does not, does not chastise his children with diseases, lack, oppression. Say, God is making me afraid so I can fear him. No, no, no. The fear of the Lord is different from being afraid. Being afraid is of the devil. The fear of the Lord is godly reverence. Respect for God. You can come into his presence with that respect for him. Not being afraid of him. Do you see that? So, so then how does God chastise us? With his word, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. He didn't say thy sicknesses and thy diseases, they comfort me. No, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The word and the spirit, thy rod and thy staff. God uses his word to chastise us. The Bible says all scripture is given by what? The inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. For what? For reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect. Thoroughly furnished unto every good works. So, what is he saying that, you see, the word rebukes. The word chastises. If God speaks to you, he's not ministering condemnation. When he's rebuking you, he's not, you know, condemning you. He's telling you, stop that wrong thing and then do that which is right. You see, yea, Lord. Let someone say, yea, Lord. And that's the King James' way of responding. Yea, Lord. Yea. Don't say nay. Say yea. And that's how to live. I said, that's how to live. Now, let's read on. Furthermore, we have, verse 9, we have had fathers of our flesh, natural fathers, in other words, which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? How do we live? By being in subjection to the Father of spirits. That's how we live. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? That's how we live. It is when a man disobeys the word of God that he makes room for the devil to afflict him. There is a devil who hates you and there is a God who loves you. When you disobey the God who loves you, you make room for the devil who hates you. Ephesians 4.27 And give no place to the devil. There is no evil in God. There's no righteousness in him. He's absolute light. And every good and perfect gift, the Bible says, comes from above. From the Father of light, with whom there's no variableness, nor shadow of turning. He gives good gifts to those who ask him. He is not a minister of evil. He's not a minister of unrighteousness. It is when a man wouldn't respond to the God who loves him. And then he makes room for the devil who hates him. Say it with your mouth, God loves me. Say it like you mean it. And he chastises me. I'm not a bastard. When he chastises me, I say, thank you, Lord. I receive it with thanksgiving. I repent right now. I'm not postponing it. And I thank you, Lord, for chastising me. It's a sign that I'm your child and I'm not a bastard. That's how to live. Being in subjection to the Father of Spirits. That is how we live. The just shall live by faith. Faith is being in subjection to the Father of Spirit. The Father of recreated spirits. That is how the just live.
the just live by faith. That's how we live. May you not know any other life apart from this life. That was what Adam wanted to know. He became something else. The product of that disobedience was a monster. He became a child of the devil. And with his own hands, he began to destroy his own kingdom. For this purpose, the Son of God came, that he might destroy the works of the devil. We live by obeying God. That's our life. I said, that's our life. I said, that's our life. We are born again here. That's the life we live. We don't know any other life. Shall we continue in sin and say, oh, grace, abound, 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 abound? Certainly not. That is not in subjection to the Father of Spirits. We are not of sin. Romans six fourteen says, sin shall no more. I believe that with all of my heart. Sin shall no more have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. Has God told you something? And then you have not obeyed him? Repent. He's not condemning you. He's not writing you off. He's not abandoning you. He's not rejecting you. He's calling you. Come home. I love you. Stay away from the devil who hates you. Come and enjoy my fullness. Come and enjoy all the goodies I've got for you. Come and drink of these rivers of eternal life. He is the God who loves you. Don't let the devil tell you something otherwise. That God is trying to punish you. Because of your sins. And iniquities. What is going to be his game? Doing that. Every man who rejects Jesus. is judged in the devil. So that men will be cast into hell. I mean it is the devil that God is casting into hell. And everyone who is in him. Who partakes of his nature. Who would not say Jesus is Lord. God is not just trying to punish them. He's judging the devil. He said, How be, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide him to all truth. And then he, he started talking about the spirit of God convincing the world. He will convict the world of what? Of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. The world. The world. Of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Of sin, because they are fornicators. Of sin, because they are whoremongers. Of sin, because they are drunkards. Of sin, because they believe not on me. That's the greatest kind of sin a man could ever commit. To say, Jesus, away with you. For a man to say, Jesus, anathema. That's it. There's no pardon. If you say, I don't want Jesus again. I don't want to have anything to do with him. There's no, how can God forgive that kind of sin? In other words, he's saying that, accept the devil outrightly and totally. Then judgment of God is already upon him, the devil. So a man who identifies with him and stays in him instead of walking out of him will be judged with the devil. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because he is judging the people of the world. No. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. Who is the prince of this world? The devil. Second Corinthians 4.4 he is the God of this world. He is the, he is the prince of this world. This wicked world. But his love endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercy what? Endureth forever. For how long does his mercy endure? And do you think what you have done wrong now can now make his mercy cease? That's a law. His mercy endures forever. So what is his mercy saying? For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to how many men? All men. What does the grace say? Teach us. What does it teach us? Teaching us that what? Denying ungodliness and every worldly loss we should live how? Soberly, 
righteously and godly in this present evil world. That's what the grace of God is teaching us. That that which is of the wicked one is already judged. And anyone who partakes of it is judged alongside. That's, that's, that's the message. But we are not of this world. I said we are not of this world. So what do we do then? Because we are not of this world. Be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. There's a way man thinks. You see, thoughts have presence. When you begin to think evil, evil will, begin, will come, will be magnetized towards you. When a man begins to, you know, fantasize in lost and terrible things, what happens? You see those things coming. Opportunities will be there for you to act them out. But when you begin to think the word, angels will begin to camp around you. The Bible says the angel of the Lord, one of them, angels have surrounding presence. How many of us know that? An angel can stand here now, his presence from the glory of God will cover this whole place at once. He says, The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivers them. Thoughts have presence. Don't say, Well, nobody is looking at me. I'm not, you know, a spectacle, an object of view for anybody to see. So let me accommodate my thoughts. My thoughts, nobody knows my thoughts. You can shoot up negative thoughts and color it up. And nobody knows what is running in the mind. But you see, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You don't let that stay there. What do you do? You get the word into your thinking, meditating in the word and talking the word. Because when you allow negative thoughts to linger in your mind, what are you doing? They are conforming you. I like the way another translation puts it. He says, don't enter into the mold of this world so that you come out looking like them. Thoughts can conform. How many of us know that uh, thoughts are forms? You know, if you want to make bread, there's a form. You put the dough in the form. The bread will not expand beyond that form. It will just take the shape of that form. In construction, we call it form work. If you want to cast a column or a slab, you prepare the form. So that when you pour the concrete, it will take the shape of that form. It's called form work. Thoughts are forms. When you get into wrong thoughts, you come out looking like wrong people. Don't get in that, that thought. Don't get in there. Stay on the word. This is our life. It's sweet. This is how we have peace. Thou will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind? Whose mind is stayed on thee? For he trusted in thee. Trust in the Lord. Jehovah, for in him is everlasting strength. Trust in the Lord. His mind is stayed. God will keep him in perfect peace. Shalom, shalom. You just see that these people are just calm. I mean, they are just calm. Nothing bugs them. In the midst of crisis, they are saying, glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. For some people, they will sit down like that. The next thing they are thinking about is how to commit suicide. Life is unbearable. You see, the pressures of this life cannot crush eternal life. Did you hear that? The pressures of this life cannot crush eternal life. And this is the life we have in God. We enjoy living this way. I enjoy thinking right thoughts, correct thoughts, Bible-based thoughts. I enjoy it. Imagining His goodness, His love. It's, that's the life we live. Just shall live by faith. Being in subjection to the Father of spirits and live. Not that there are no challenges, so. For in all these things, we are more. That's our joy. We are more than conquerors. We are more. Not that there are no challenges, but you see, our faith is not based on what we see. 
For the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. And attention says, not by sensory perception. We enjoy this kind of life. It's a peaceful kind of life. We don't know how to worry. We don't know how. Because the word says, that's our final authority. Be what? Anxious for no thing. Be anxious for no thing. Philippians 4 and 6. Be anxious for no thing. Nothing. In other words, let no thing make you anxious. No matter how small, no matter how big. Be anxious for no thing. Nothing. But in all things, through prayers and supplications, with thanksgiving, make your requests known unto God. And the peace of God that passes common sense. People can understand why you are peaceful in the midst of challenges. You are not troubled. Shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This is how we live. This is the, the life we have discovered in God. This is the quality of life that we have come to know. This is the quality of life that we have come to receive. This is the life that Jesus has come to give us. It is life as God lives it. It is life as God possesses it. It is life as God has it. It is life in its very essence. The just shall live how? By faith. How does the just live? By faith. How do we live? By faith. How do I live? By faith. How do you live? How do we live? What is faith? Acting on the world, depending on God for everything. So you pray for everything. The Bible says in all things. Through prayers and supplications, you, you, pray. you are praying too much. That should have been said to Jesus. Have you prayed like Jesus enough to that point that he prayed? After a major crusade, he would pray all through the night and walk on the sea to meet his disciples. When the tax collectors came to embarrass him, they knew he wasn't working. And then they knew it was only Peter that was with him. Judas was not there, the treasurer. Now you must pay your tax. They were by the riverside. And then the word of knowledge came. <laughs> that, there's one fish there. God has held the fish there. The money in the fish. There was one, once upon a time, who disobeyed God. And was in the boat and his money fell into the sea. The fish swallowed it. Suppose that it was food. And it was there. The forces of the Gentiles. Abundance of the sea. Ah, I see the camels coming. With delivery. Hallelujah. <laughs> he said, Peter, I know you, still, you, can, you can still remember your fishing skills. Now take the hook. In there, the first it, the fish was held up there and it went <laughs> open it up. All right, two needs met, they didn't throw away the fish, they paid the tax and ate the fish. This is the life we live, this is the life of God, this is the life that God originated, this is the life as God lives it. It's our life. We have come to walk with God. This is the way Enoch walked with the Lord and was not. For God took him. And before his translation, he had this testimony that it pleased God. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. For whosoever comes to God must, not may, 
must believe that he is and he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. This is how we live. Jesus told that woman, Woman, what do I have to do with you? My hour has not yet come. Don't hurry me out of divine schedule. Don't take me out of divine order. I am, I am in steps with the Most High. By faith we walk. Keep pace with the Most High. I don't know how to worry any longer. But to lean on Him. To lean on Him. To lean on Him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge it. Put him first, and he shall direct thy path. Don't think you're wise in your own eyes not to trust in the Lord and do what he says to do. But trust in the Lord and depart from evil. For so it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. That's how we are stabilized. That's how we live. 